0: And welcome to the season finale of ESP UN. I'm Alex Lynn, a senior at Barrington High School, and my favorite country to cover on this season of ESP UN was China, and that was probably because uh, someone who is like learning the, the Chinese language. Um, it was just sort of interesting to learn more about the country, and we I guess we know it's authoritarian, but we always sort of see that in like civil society but we never really see um how that impacts on his niches as sports so it was interesting to cover that
1: yep um and for me i'm ronjay roy also a graduating senior at barrington high school um my favorite uh country to cover is the uk probably because i've been there a lot of times so it's super interesting oh and also because i'm a big fan of like soccer and the premier league so it was just super interesting to kind of go into that more deeply and kind of uh, see the impact that government has on sports. Um, and so like Alex met, mentioned, this is kind of a special episode because it's our last episode and we'll be graduating in um, a couple weeks. Um, so we're kind of going to go over like the podcasting process and kind of what we learn, what we enjoy and um, what we hope that you guys gained from listening to our podcast.
0: Yeah, so this was a really important topic to us uh, because we both love sports. And I think through this, we've seen how, um, especially in large events like the Olympics, the government does have a huge influence on sports and the the success of their uh, national teams. And uh, so when we really went into this, we wanted to cover government attitudes towards sports. Uh, And I, I really do think we we did accomplish that. Like every episode, we'd say that same line at the end, right? We'd say, "So, what is this country's attitude towards sports?" We took that very ser- seriously—the attitude. Um, and I think that through that, we were able to really extensively cover um, different aspects of government in each of our episodes. Although there were obviously many different routes it could have taken.
1: Mm-hmm. um and going off of that i think we did a good job in addressing things that were directly related to the course um so in terms of course content we explicitly uh, covered like legitimacy and how you know different government actions would impact legitimacy uh whether for the better or for the worse um and we also discussed civil society in depth so we talked about how media and sports can have a significant impact on Um, how sports are like portrayed in the country both on a domestic and uh, global scale international scale Um, so civil society we discussed legitimacy Um, we discussed like sources of fundings which kind of related to the structure of government Um, I remember with Iran we talked about how they were a theocracy so how that impacted the way that they viewed sports Um, so yeah uh, like Alex was talking about we really covered government attitudes and we also made sure that we Stayed pretty uh, consistent with important topics from the AP Comparative Government syllabus.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I want to like now shift a bit uh, into what uh, surprised us. So the biggest surprise for me personally uh, was how similar countries actually got in terms of attitudes towards sports. So we talked about you know the UK. We often see it as like a free country almost pretty much very similar to the U.S., as free as the U.S., and then Iran and China are sort of seen as off on the other side of the world, oppressing their people. That's what you know we see on the news, and that's just sort of the idea we have. So you would never really think going into this that the U.K., Iran, and China would be sort of similar in their attitudes, but like we saw last episode, that was sort of eye-opening because we had really only previously covered um, authoritarian countries. And we saw that the UK was talking about regulating uh, sports and regulating the Super League. And it sort of seemed like almost like that's something China would do. So it almost seemed that the UK was also just as much of a presence in sports, like in terms of the government was just as much of a presence in
1: sports as it was in other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely something topical and something that surprised me and uh, one thing that also kind of surprised me and I guess um, more like the extent of it that surprised me was that like the way that countries like China and Russia how they would use sports to like portray themselves as like a superpower so it's funny that like sports you think of it as like a game or a series of games but for these countries it's like so important that like their media like the extent that they go the extent that they go to make it seem that like their countries are like incredible. So China used the Olympics for that. Russia's recently used the world cup for that and kind of like what they allowed the world to see and like the promises they make. And then maybe how they go back on that. Um, I just found that to be really surprising. So like with China, especially um, I remember how like they made all these huge promises, how like on the world stage, they'd like allow Chinese citizens to like protest around the world time of the olympics and then they kind of went back on that so i just thought it was really amazing to see the depth that these countries would go just to kind of shed a different light on the way that they're seen even though they didn't necessarily keep their promises
0: yeah so the biggest thing that troubled me so we talked about what surprises us i was going to want to move into what troubled us through our surprises uh and that was how athletes can really become a threat to the government so we talked about shojay in iran and how he played uh with the israeli team and the uh iran saw that as a threat and he was kicked from the national team um and only reinstated after massive fan protests and i guess that really showed that you know we said he was like Iran's Colin Kaepernick in our podcast and I guess that really showed to me how athletes can become a political threat and the government can easily take away their career in a country like Iran and while it's harder for that to happen in the U.S. because we're not so you know torn up in sports I do wonder if it's possible um, when our athletes are getting more political by the day that uh that that could become a potential issue here especially in the UK like we talked about the UK actually shares a lot of similarities with Iran um with Iran China and Russia uh, Russian authoritarian countries on uh, on sports um so it's definitely a worry of mine
1: yeah for sure Alex I mean uh, like you, you brought up Colin Kaepernick and um like, I feel like just sports and politics, even in the U S have become so like intertwined. So you see, you know, all these famous athletes, even like LeBron James, or especially in the NBA, I remember last year, um, in the rise of the BLM movement over the summer, um, like you saw like the players like changed their jerseys to make like political statements. And for a long time, things like that weren't really accepted in sports in the U S so, you know, I'm hoping that the U S might be a bit more, um adaptive to those sorts of things um but like we saw with colin kaepernick kaepernick he was kind of um almost blacklisted by the league because of some of his political views and how he was seen as a threat to uh, at least the sports teams and you saw even with the government there are some interactions there and that was definitely something those um brought up a lot so yeah that's definitely something that uh troubles me you'll see that even though we're supposed to be a super liberal and uh, democratic or maybe not liberal as in like the U S version of the term liberal, but as in like a free democracy, like but the smile. fact that we can, yeah. Okay. So the fact that we can still be uh, susceptible to those sorts of things. Um, yeah. So I actually wanted to ask you one thing, Alex, if we had to do this podcast differently, what do you think we should have done?
0: Well, one thing I really wanted to do with this podcast was, um, interview or at least like ask questions towards a uk uh politician i wanted to reach out specifically to like the sports ministry since the uk is an english-speaking country and you know i was i would be able to communicate with them well and they have probably more effective means of communication um so i do regret that i didn't uh end up doing that i sort of that's sort of something we pledged to at the start we said we really want to do an interview so i regret that we weren't able to do any interviews. Um, so if we were doing this, do this all over again, um, I definitely would have made sure to incorporate that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel like an interview would have definitely, um, added to our podcasting experience. I mean, we were able to get like clips from, uh, I remember in the Iran episode we had like a clip for a podcast. Was that the Iran episode or was that or the UK episode we showed? Sorry, our... that was a, that was the UK episode. Yeah. That's right. Um, but yeah, if we could have done our own interview, that would have been pretty cool um, and also, I was thinking, um just in terms of her own podcast experience, um, I feel like the software we used was pretty easy in terms of like editing and stuff, obviously, you know there are times when it's a bit tedious, but in general, I thought that you know there are definitely tools out there that are available uh for free that you can make you know pretty pretty neat podcasts, I think pretty clean, obviously, you can go extra with like music effects and things like that but. I feel like um, what we had was, you know, definitely good enough for what we we're trying to do here. Um, and in terms of like the scripting process, um, sometimes I kind of wish that we were able to go a bit more like naturally, like kind of like how we're doing now. I feel like um, when we have to like fully script our episodes, it is kind of tough to get that like natural interaction. So I don't know, maybe if we could have like ad lib more sometimes instead of like over scripting, maybe that could have been something we could have done differently.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like most of our ad-libbing was with making jokes or stuff we thought up while we were talking. It was never really, there was never really time to naturally do that together. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something uh, that we missed out on. And maybe on season two, maybe we'll, we'll be able to do that.
1: You never know. Season two could be coming quicker than you know, or maybe I mean, we haven't really announced that yet All. So.
0: Yeah, Maybe that's a hint. Yeah. That's so uh. I want to ask you, Ranjay. What's one thing you liked about doing this podcast? Obviously, we have some regrets, but it wasn't a horrible time, right?
1: Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't a horrible time. Uh, I just enjoyed this is our this is our first podcast. Um, I think Alex, you also mentioned this, but I've always kind of been interested in like podcasting. I listened to a lot of podcasts, especially sports podcasts, my whole life. I've kind of listened to it. Like, well, not my whole life, but I've always been a fan of like fantasy football podcasts or. Uh, econ podcast, things like that, financial markets, um, so yeah, I always kind of want to start my own podcast, so I really like that I was able to do that here with you else um, and then, in terms of the actual like content that we covered, we kind of talked about this a little bit, um, but I really love sports, obviously, so researching the Olympics and just seeing like the long uh, lasting impact that they have on like the host country, seeing how you know countries kind of made these promises and followed up on them at like different extents um and also with like russia china and the uk like they all hosted the olympics um and it was interesting seeing how each one used the olympics to increase their legitimacy both at home and abroad so just um just seeing the olympics seeing how these sporting things that i kind of watch as a fan how they have just a broader impact more than we can really imagine without actually like delving
0: into it yeah um i am also a big listener of podcasts um like mostly i'm not as maybe academic as you rajay i've listened to more like comedic podcasts uh but yeah but um definitely i hope that we were able to, to emulate some of their tactics so i think it was fun to sort of uh try to be the, be our favorite podcasts a few times, try to emulate them a bit and see what their okay. experience is like. So as for what we liked about specifically the podcast, um, I definitely do agree that it was cool and interesting to see um, how Russia and China were all, Russia, China, and the UK were all uh, Olympic hosts. And I was talking about how they increased their legitimacy. That was another way we saw similarities between the three all three used uh all three use the olympics to demonstrate strength around the world right so um and also the uk we saw how they were like a bottom team at the 1996 atlanta olympics um but by rio they were able to become third place and now we we sort of analyzed how that was a really big um a really big factor in national morale and legitimacy on the world stage because now it's sort of like we talked about there's like a correlation almost us and china are the top two for gold medals and they're sort of seen as the top two countries so it's important for the uk to be seen as third and china for strength obviously they have the sports schools to train future olympians because they really care about Winning the Olympics, so there's definitely a yeah. strength factor and legitimacy factor, and that was really interesting to see.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh what do you think we wanted to leave the listener with after these episodes? What do you think was like the main thing?
0: Well, I think um, we see how sports is actually really important. And I wasn't a hundred percent sure that we were going to get a lot of research and a lot of data when we initially entered this about government attitudes towards sports i didn't think it was going to be a big breadth of things we could cover on each episode but it turned out that it was and Mm -hmm. we're able to see the reader or the listener can see that uh sporting does involve a lot more planning and funding and government uh bureaucracy than uh what meets the eye
1: for sure yeah and then obviously kind of uh what we were talking about throughout is just how sporting is an incredible opportunity for a country to gain legitimacy on a domestic and an international scale. So I think that if the listener was able to garner the, garner those things through the statistics that we brought up, through the interviews that we brought up, I think that um they would find that this podcast was definitely a valuable use of their time.
0: Yeah. Uh so as we start to wrap up here, what suggestions do you have for, uh, you know, f- things to integrate for future podcasts, uh, students, Ranjay?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I, I really liked how like open-ended the assignment was. Um, like, so I know before we were kind of talking about how we, we wished we had done like an interview. So maybe if like in the assignment, we like had to do an interview, maybe we would have been more, uh, maybe more inclined to do that um cuz i i really feel like when you interview someone like an expert um you kind of just get a whole new like perspective on the topic we discuss so maybe maybe that could have been something um i don't know i i feel like the the like requirements were like broad enough that we could kind of we had a lot of like open openness yeah i definitely
0: liked how open ended it was mm-hmm. uh but I definitely agree about the interview. I think that it would have really improved the episode to sort of see um, each episode to see how someone who knows a lot about the country, because we're just learning about these countries this semester. I bet people really know about these countries and their governments because they lived under it or they are just experts in their own right. And I think it would have been interesting to really interview people and I don't know. So a requ- requirement, I think those can enhance every single podcast that future students do. So I think that was a good idea Ronjay. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, anything I can really think of anything else. So.
0: Yeah, I think it's good. I really like the, like you were saying, the open ended, I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: that there's a, a lot that uh, could be proposed, but I think that the interview is the biggest one for me. Well, that just about wraps things up on episode five of ESP UN. pains me to say it. The finale, maybe season finale, maybe series finale. We don't know. But uh, the finale, nonetheless.
1: Yep. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to these last five episodes. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys soon.